We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Indiana Pacers. Catches, shoots for three to win it. He hits it. Danny Granger at the buzzer hits a three-point shot, and the Indiana Pacers have won the game here in Phoenix. Oh, we have some smothered chicken on that one. Smothered chicken. Shot winding down. They turn it over. Oladipo kicks it. Back out. Bogdanovich for three. Alrighty, everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and joining me, as always, is the dashing Michael Fachi. Fachi, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Always happen to be here. We have a big matchup tonight in the Sixers, which by the time this comes out, fortunately that game will have been over, so let's just hope for the best. Yep, so we really can't preview that game, obviously. we got a couple more games at home. Um, I think we have... Who do we have Friday night? It's... um. Uh, Saturday night, we have uh, the Dallas Mavericks in town. Dallas, Dallas, and then Sunday, we play the Hornets and then finish up that five-game home stretch with the Toronto Raptors next Wednesday. And by the way, Fachi, we're going to have to pick ourselves a winner of that um, of that Twitter. The time is coming, folks. This is your last chance to retweet and follow for two Pacer tickets against the East-leading Toronto Raptors. Actually, that is the NBA League-leading Raptors, Whoa. so you're going to want to be there to see that. <laughs> yeah, that is dino-mite. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a terrible joke. Anyway, let's move on from that cringeworthiness. Um, 
Anyway, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the return of Miles Turner and how effective he was in his return against the Phoenix Suns. And then we're also going to talk about some trades we have with the trade mill, uh, trade mill, trade rumor, and trade deadline coming up on the seventh of February. We're going to have to, you know, figure out if there's any moves the Pacers can make. And while I personally don't think there's any moves they're going to make, I think they're going to stay pat, just because I just, I guess I'm just pessimistic about it. Um, I don't know about you, Fachi, but I just don't think they're going to be any moves. But we do have some trade ideas, and we hope you guys are interested in them. We do. We're going to have a little bit of fun with it, play a little fantasy, because, hey, if it's not broke, then there's no need to fix it. And this Pacer team certainly is not broke. So a couple, uh, couple ideas that could improve this team. And, hey, you just never know if they're going to finally make that push that we saw a couple years ago, bringing in Evan Turner and Andrew Bynum. So, who knows if uh, this Pacer team decides to shake it up a little bit and go for it all. Yeah, and the thing is with the Pacers, you know, they just don't have the talent to compete, I guess you could say, for a championship with the, t- the teams like Toronto and Boston especially. Um, I-, I think they can beat Philly or Milwaukee in a series just because I think the talent's a little bit more level. But, I mean, if you're talking Boston, Toronto, that's going to be a tough series. And if the Pacers don't think they have enough talent on the roster or the right pieces, that would be the only reason I can see Kevin Pritchard making a move because without LeBron in the Eastern Conference, it's wide open. And without, I mean, we don't really know how healthy the Raptors are going to be come playoff time. Uh, Kyle Lowry's been dealing with that injury, and I think if he's out, that's going to be a significant loss for them. And then last year we saw what happened to Boston right before the season ended. So if there's a move out there for the Pacers, you know, will they take it? I think they should, but I don't expect them to, if that makes sense. So, Of, of course it does, but, you know, we also remember last year it was the players that came to Pritchard and, and, and begged him to keep this team together because they were such a tight-knit group. And while that was great and, and it showed team camaraderie, we're here for a championship, not to just be friends. And if there is a move to make, we have to make it. All right, let's quit teasing, let's quit teasing the people. Let's jump into the Miles Turner return against the Phoenix Suns. Faji, first thoughts. If I can quote my childhood idol, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would say he's Bach. Oh All right, it, it is <laughs> nice to have Miles Turner there. And, I, I mean, uh. it was just so symbolic to, to beat phoenix by nearly 40 points even though miles you know not that he's making a 40 point difference it was just Aiton was no match for miles turner it, this is it's not even like we just saw little flashes of miles turner he looked good and and, and i think that you know dropping 18 and 6 very efficient shooting I, I think that this is someone where you were able to see his value so much when Boston drops 135 on you, and Toronto drops 121. That it's it's great to have this team coming back. Still, they're fighting through injuries, just like Oladipo is. But man, I, I miss Miles Turner. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, my man. It was definitely a nice thing to see Turner back. And I got to be honest, man, the first five minutes of this podcast might be the most cringeworthy we've ever done. I mean, your Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation, my Dino, my joke. Me tripping over my words at the beginning. This is embarrassing. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast by now, we appreciate you being faithful because that, that was terrible, Fachi. we got to do better. I mean, we, I, I just got to call us out because that was bad. Always striving to be better. And while it was embarrassing, it was not as embarrassing as that Phoenix Suns beatdown. So I'll take that <laughs> any day. Yeah, I mean, and, and exactly. It was against the Phoenix Suns. Not a great basketball team, obviously. Worst team in the Western Conference there. I don't know. I guess they're tanking, but not really. I mean, they weren't trying to at the beginning of the season. They they still don't have a point guard. That seems a hot mess. 
It was nice to take care of business, but like Oladipo said in the post-game interview, now they got to start beating the teams that matter. No offense to Phoenix, but they got to start beating those teams. They're going to hopefully prove that tonight at home against Philadelphia, and then you know in a couple days they're going to be playing the Raptors, get some revenge. Hopefully they win that game next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to need to. It's been over a month since we've beat a team above 500, and it, that's that's a lot of time in basketball. So it's time to really prove it and beat the teams that we're going to face when it matters most. So starting with the Sixers, it, it would be really great to, to beat them because you got to remember, when we beat them last time, Jimmy Butler didn't even play. So this is seeing the, the Sixers pretty much at, at full power. Don't know if they'll ever really have Fultz back. So th- this is as full as it gets. So, got to start business, got to handle business tonight. Starts with the Sixers. All righty. Well, let's get to those trades now, my man, because that is what people want to hear about. I've been getting emails and DMs on Twitter asking about trades, and we've been throwing them out left and right. And so I think you have three trades, and I have three trades. So, Fachi, I'll let you go first. What is your first trade proposal for the Indiana Pacers? Sure, I'm going to go with uh, one of the more simpler deals. It's it's not the sexiest, but I think it's a deal that could help us right now. And that uh, that starts with dishing out Tyreek Evans and dishing out the man who, while I did see a, a very great putback dunk last week, TJ Leaf. We're dishing out Tyreek Evans, we're dishing out TJ Leaf, and we're bringing in Kent Bazemore from the Hawks. The Hawks would love to get out of that last year of Bazemore's deal. I think he's someone who fits this team better than Tyreek Evans does. And if, say, we stay consistent and strike out on A-list free agents, having Kent Bazemore for one more year wouldn't hurt this team at all. And I think that it improves us short-term now, open up some minutes for Alizé Johnson. I see it as a win-win. Am I I the only one? Alizé Johnson? Come on, Fox, you need to... Pump the brakes a little bit. Alizé Johnson will not be seeing any significant time this year on the Pacers roster. Let him get those four minutes that Leaf gives us from time to time. He's That's not all masking. They'll just That's go with masking. Th- they'll just go small with Bojan, or they'll go with Thad Young. They'll do their nine-man rotation like they have been. TJ Leaf just recently started getting some extra minutes because I think McMillan's trying to, you know, help that roster not get wore out so quick. But here's the thing: Kim Bazemore is injured for now. And, and, and uh, like, now, do you really want do you really want that extra money for next year on your books, or would you rather have the cap space to go out and sign a, a bigger name like a Chris Middleton or Tobias Harris? Would you rather have Bazemore's contract or one of those one of those other guys? I don't know if you've seen what the rumors are that uh, Tobias Harris might get in free agency, but let's just say it's outside of what we're willing to pay because that, that's going to be a big deal. I think having Bazemore for right now, for this year, I think that he fits the team, like I said, better than Tyreek Evans. Give us some scoring off the bench. He's a guy who, you know, I think could be a pretty good sixth, seventh man. He's been, he's shown that he's able to hit the three well in the past. Last year was basically at 40%. Uh, you know, while it's not the best move, I do think it makes this team better, and that's not like we're taking on years' worth, just one more year. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like in a similar trade like we did back in the day with Danny Granger for Evan Turner, I understand that Danny Granger was a lot more of a valuable piece to the franchise than Tyreek mm-hmm. Evans is because, you know, anybody that's a Pacer fan would be happy to ship Tyreek Evans out of here. So with that being said, Bazemore's on a losing team, a team that's trying to tank. Do you think that bringing in someone with that mentality would be good for this Pacers team? 
I think that this could rejuvenate him. I think that he desperately well, we that, wants to play for a winner. We said the same thing about Evan Turner, and look what happened. Evan Turner was a fraud, and he still is a fraud. Oh, when he stop came, it. When, he is. He, he He's missed not a game. fraud. He it missed a, game one of the playoffs because he had strep throat. It was an embarrassment. It, he, it was. It, it happened. Have you ever I, had strep throat, Fachi? I have, but I'll tell how you one it, thing. How does it make you feel? If you're going to pay me millions of dollars to play the game that I love, I will be on that court. Okay, well, what if he infects uh, Paul George with strep throat? Well, then we got a problem. All right? Okay, that's why. Don't call the guy a fraud. The problem was he was not the right fit. That's all you got to say. It was a bad fit because the guy had been sitting there being on the, like a team that was trying to get maybe 10 wins total for the season. And that's the same thing with Bazemore. I mean, he's not the best player on that team, but he's a top player on that team when he's healthy. And that's my only concern is, do you think that this guy would really buy into a winning culture after being on a team where he's more focused about recording podcasts with Vince Carter? I, I, I stand by where I think that this would rejuvenate him and give him something to play for. Right now with the Hawks, I'd bet anything he'd almost even be willing to even give back some money next year potentially to get off that team because they're rebuilding for the long run. It's, it's going to be a while. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because of if course. I didn't, if I didn't, obviously it wouldn't be a fun conversation. So I like Bazemore. Obviously, I think he's an upgrade over Tyreek Evans. I'm in the boat if I'm an Indiana Pacers, you know, organiz- if I'm running an Indiana Pacers organization, here's my thoughts. Are you really going to get a big name in free agency? Probably no. not. You're not. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. David West is the biggest free agent we've ever gotten. And, mm-hmm. you know, while he was a big free agent, it wasn't the biggest free agent. So let's be real. We're not probably going to get a big free agent, and if we do, I'll shut my mouth. But right now, I just you just can't bank on that. You might be hopeful, but you can't bank on it. So making a trade, taking on an extra year, it's not the worst idea. So I actually like Bazemore. I think he'd be a help, too. I just I, I want to say that to close this conversation up, that <laughs> I am in favor with you, Fachi, about going after a guy like Bazemore. He wouldn't be my top choice, but he'd be somebody I'd be interested in. Okay. And um, I guess we'll move on to the next trade, and I'll, and I'll go with that one. I'm going to stay with the Atlanta Hawks, but we're not going after Bazemore. If you've noticed, John Collins has been playing phenomenal, and with the way this roster is built, their power forward, Torian Prince, who has been good for several years, is now coming off the bench. Torian Prince is a young guy that I really liked coming out of the draft. This was the Hawks acquired him in the draft when we traded George Hill to the Jazz and and picked up Jeff Teague from those Hawks. And so the the Atlanta Hawks ended up taking Torian Prince. And with that being said, Torian Prince is a really good basketball player. I think he would be an awesome backup in that in that second unit. He kind of plays like Thad Young and he's on a rookie contract. So what I would give up is I would give up TJ Leaf to match up contracts, you'd probably have to give up E.K. Anibogu and a first-round pick. And I know that's probably a, a, a stretch right there, but you're going to be in the late 20s in this draft, and this draft is not that good. And if you can steal away a guy like that, I think you got to go for it, Fachi. I, I love Prince. I, I liked this game in college, being a, in, the, in the Big 12 as a West Virginia fan as I am. He was at Baylor. That I think that that's someone who could definitely help this team. But, as you mentioned, he is going to be coming up for a new deal soon. So if we are going to deal a first-round pick, which you know I'm not afraid to deal, what do you think a guy like Prince would get as a new contract? And is it maybe, something that we're willing to pay? Maybe ten to twelve million at the most. I mean, I mean, I don't think he'd ask for that much because he hasn't really done enough. And 
he's going to be, we're going to have his bird rights too. So unless he signs some stupid deal, you know, no offense to TJ Leaf. I know you, I know you TJ Leaf's your guy, Fachi, but, yeah. uh, but I mean, the, the end of the day, I mean, Anibogu and Leaf are not going to be anything close to what Torian Prince can be. So if you can get a guy like that, I think it's worth it. Alex, I'm going to throw this out there. There's a chance that TJ Leaf may be thrown in in every trade that I came up with today. <laughs> okay? So I'm not afraid to send him packing. Um, I, I do think that Torian Prince is definitely someone that can help this team. Uh, we would need to be prepared to sign him to a, a long-term deal. So whether you're thinking it's 10 or 12 a year, I could see a, a four years, 48, something like that. So it, it, with Sabonis coming up, that would mean that those two guys are probably going to be the guys we elect to sign, and that could be it. Yeah, and I mean, Torian Prince is good enough he could play the threesome too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be interesting to see what they could do with that because the Pacers are going to have a ton of room for free agents this year. And like Pritchard said, he wants to sign his own guy. So if you go out and make a trade for Torian Prince, that means that you want to keep him long-term. He fits the young core of Miles Turner and Domas Sabonis. Obviously, Oladipo is a tiny bit older, but you know, you're going to get him coming into his prime. And I think that this is a good move for a small market. And with the Hawks wanting to lose, I don't know what their value is of Torian Prince. They might value him higher than we're giving them credit for. But I'm just saying, if he's on, if he's on the bench... I would ask about him and see what you can get. I would not give up Aaron Aaron Holiday for him, but one of the other young guys, I would do it, and I would throw in a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that Leaf, Leaf and a pick, ideally maybe we can get a second-round pick back from them. That would make me feel a little bit better. But I, I definitely do think that Torian Prince is someone who could help this team. I wouldn't push it too far if they're not answering our calls after the, the second call. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Your second trade, Fachi. This is so, trade number three. My second trade right now is a is a three team deal. Um, yep, those always get a little bit tricky, but they are fun. So <laughs> in this deal, it is going to involve the Pacers, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Orlando Magic. Woo! Because one name that has been floated around who could be moved honestly any day right now is Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, um, I've been a fan of his game since college. I think that. Unfortunate circumstance of Luca is a star in the making. He could be a star right now, and that's that's the guy. He's the face of the franchise. I'm sure Dennis is probably, you know, it's been tough to deal with, and I, I do think that he should play elsewhere. So in this deal, the Pacers are going to send over TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, Ooh. and they're, they're going to go over to the Dallas Mavericks with a first-round pick. Oh, wow. All right? Then... We are going to get Dennis Smith Jr. and Evan Fournier. Okay. And we are going to send over Tyreek Evans to the Magic. And the way that I see it is the Magic shed the remaining two years on Fournier's deal. As it's it's obvious that you know they played competitively for maybe the first 20 games of the season. And they, they're just looking to shed some salary. The Mavs get the first round pick that, that they want in terms of replacing Dennis Smith Jr., but you're actually going to get the point guard who's going to take a spot moving forward in Aaron Holiday, who has shown many bright bright things that he will be good. So I think that that's a great guy that you could pair with Luka. And then they get TJ Leaf or someone who can crack more minutes over there and develop. Uh, I, I see it as a, a pretty much a win-win around the Pacers, assuming that they strike out free agency, get Evan Fournier who can buy into that six-man roll off off the bench we get the point guard of our future pair him with Oladipo I, I see this as 
the best way for us to possibly get better moving forward. What are your thoughts on that, Alex? Well, if you have Darren Collison and Corey Joseph on your roster still, where does Dennis Smith Jr. fit in? Well, it's I figured by trading Holiday, we can still keep the chemistry of Collison starting. Dennis Smith Jr. will have to come off the bench this year, but he'll know that this is his team moving forward from the point guard role, not his team overall. So you're going to have Corey Joseph, Dennis Smith Jr., Evan Fournier, Doug McDermott, and Domas Sabonis as your backup five? Yeah, I mean, it's it's loaded at the guards, but I figured, you know, uh, while maybe I guess we could try and, instead of Tyreek Evans, deal Corey Joseph just to just to have a little bit less at, at the point guard spot. I mean, I see no, this as a way. you can get rid of Corey. You got to get rid of Darren. I, yeah, you can get rid of Darren if, if the Magic just kind of want a veteran. Uh, but I think that Corey Joseph, they might actually be interested in a little bit more long term. That's That's interesting because I don't understand – why the Magic would do this deal. I mean, I understand they want to get off Fournier's contract, maybe, but, you know, why would you want it for a, a Renegade for, for four or five months? Why wouldn't they want to go after Dennis Smith Jr.? I mean, I mean, or get or at least get Aaron Holiday or something, because, in my opinion, this trade is interesting. I think it's really good for the Pacers. But if you're looking at the Mavericks' standpoint, why in the world would they want Aaron Holiday and tj lee for dennis smith jr when i feel like dennis smith jr could probably get them a little bit more and that's nothing against holiday and or leaf but i just feel like as a pacer fan we might be valuing uh aaron holiday a little too high just because we've seen what he can do in small increments but i don't know if he fits well with luka Doncic. does he really need the ball a lot because i think he does he plays best when the ball's in his hand he's a good defender i don't think he's ever going to be a starter and I think that they're wanting to probably shed some of their salaries as well, and that's part of the reason they might, you know, package Dennis Smith Jr. What if what if we made this a two-team deal, Fachi, and we shipped over, you know, uh, some combination of Tyreek Evans and uh, maybe Doug McDermott and Aaron Holiday for Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews? It's it's not bad. I, I do think that that since the Mavs won't have their first round pick this year because it goes over to the Hawks, getting another first round pick and a young point guard would help. Um, well, that's because I, this draft is not very deep. That's the problem. But this draft yeah. is not that good. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but still, if you're the Mavs and you're rebuilding the post Dirk era, you would you would like a pick to be in there if you're going to have to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr., whom you hope to have for a long time. Um, now, I think that Wesley Matthews could help this team. It makes me feel better that his contract does expire, and I think that the Mavs stand zero chance at wanting him to come back because they really didn't get their money's worth following that Achilles tear. So I, I, I could see your standpoint on that. I think that, sure, the Magic don't really benefit other than getting about 35 to $37 million off the books, which I do think is going to be appealing after you've locked up uh, – Locked up uh, Aaron Gordon long term. Uh, I think that they could be. You're never really going to be a player in free agency for the Magic for what you have right now. But uh, I do think that this deal certainly just benefits the Pacers more than it benefits anyone, and gives the Mavs a, a decent return. We uh, could be biased, of course, liking yeah. Aaron Holiday a bit more. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. Like your your deal makes sense in some areas, obviously, but there's still some concerns that I would have going forward. Uh, just with making it work out for everybody, I feel like we might have to give up a little bit more. Um, 
I, I just don't. I, I like it for us. I love me some Evan Fournier. Uh, I'm a dark. I'm a. I mean, uh, I'm a closet Evan Fournier fan. I don't really brag about it, but whenever I watch him play, he's just smooth, man. Uh, I'd love him in a Pacers uniform, and maybe that's a trade you go for next year when he's an expiring contract, and that's that might be something for next year. And having an expiring contract like that for next year isn't the worst thing either, because then you can make trades in the next season if there's a team out there wanting a guard, wanting to shed some salary, something. I mean, it's always nice to have expirings for sure. Always. So, all right. Well, I like your first trade better. I think it's more realistic than that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my second trade, I put it on um, Twitter. This is uh, trade number four out of the six. Tyreek Evans and Kylo Quinn to the Houston Rockets for Eric Gordon and then our choice of Ennis, Gerald Green, or uh, Nene. And I, and I would probably pick Nene just because the Pacers might want that third backup center just in case we get in some injury concerns with Sabonis and Turner. And I think Nene would be a, uh, playable enough as a, as a third-string center. And Eric Gordon is somebody that I think this team could use long-term. And we don't want Tyreek Evans. I mean, it's pretty obvious. He's going to be on almost every single trade that we make. So you trade Tyreek Evans. And, you know, Houston's got a lot of injuries right now. With Capella going down, they're going to need a center. And I think Kyle Quinn is a really good center. I mean, you talked about it last week, how productive he's been for the Pacers when he's had to step in. No, he's not great, but he could definitely be a backup center. And he's probably better than any center on their roster right now with Capella hurt. So with Capella out, this gives them a center for right now and then a huge backup center for the playoffs. And it gives them another wing player, not the greatest shooter, but the dude can score. And I think that, you know, Tyreek actually might benefit playing in an offense like Houston's where it's a little bit free-flowing, and maybe he can relieve Harden of some of those minutes with the ball handling. I mean, we've seen Tyreek play pretty well sometimes, and we like it when he plays well, but we just don't get it consistently enough. I feel like that might be a better fit for him. I think that at this point, Tyreek Evans needs change of scenery. I mean, you don't want to see him obviously go from place to place, but... It's just, it seems it, like it's, he's just, I don't think he's going to fit in Indiana. I don't. And going to Houston, where they do put up a lot of points, he would have a little bit more free reign to, to be Tyreek Evans, I think would be good. Now, with the injury of Capella, the need for a guy like Kylo Quinn is evident. I, I think that that would be a great move for them and also a great move for us because Eric Gordon, I mean, he's not having a typical Eric Gordon year from a, a shooting standpoint. His numbers are actually very much down but i think that that's someone would that's someone who would really benefit in indiana where the fans already love him he went to iu he's an indiana guy i mean i think that that's someone where you could a he could help us on the court but b he could help us with the fans i think that it's a win-win situation going around we get to save our picks save our young talent and um alex i'd be for that trade this is probably the best trade that I've ever come up with in my life. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because I think it really benefits us. I really think it benefits both teams. And Eric Gordon is not happy in Houston. I mean, there's been some concerns there with him. He was obviously involved in that tra- uh, trade rumors involving Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the guy that they have to move to get something back. And this gives them a chance to get off some of their salary as well because Gordon's not a free agent until next year. So... With that being said, I just think that Gordon would benefit Indiana. And the biggest thing is we wanted someone that could create off the dribble to help Oladipo. And Gordon can do that, and Gordon can shoot. I mean, yes. I, can, I can envision a game where we close out with Gordon and 
Oladipo and Bojan in the backcourt with Thad and Miles or Thad and Sabonis or Miles and Sabonis, whatever. I mean, I can just envision that with... I can envision pretty much anything with Eric Gordon and Oladipo playing together. I just think that they're... Gordon's good enough to play point guard, and, you know, maybe the offense would hurt him a little bit here because he's not playing on that free-flowing Houston Rockets offense, but at the end of the day, scores are going to score, and that's mm-hmm. what we need. That's what we need, score. I do I do think he's someone who could adapt, and with one year, 14 million remaining after this year, it's a very easy pill to swallow. It, it's even better than the Baysmore contract. So, And I think you are going to get more production because he has shown that over his career. He's produced everywhere. So I think that that's something that would be able to help us. You would hope that Nene kind of buys into that Al Jefferson veteran role where, you know, we don't need him, but he's very supportive in the locker room. He's able to help some of the younger guys, and I think that's always valuable. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, your last and final trade, Fachi. Lay the smack it down on us. Now, for my last deal, we're going to get a little wild with it. We are. But I do think that this is a trade that – is going to be able to benefit everybody. So I'd like to see if you can find a loophole in this one. All right. <laughs> so we are going with a three-team deal with the Indiana Pacers, the New York Knicks, okay, and the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, back to and, the Mavericks. Oh, yeah, the Mavericks, because I have my eyes set on Dennis Smith Jr. So <laughs> in this deal, Dennis Smith Jr. comes over to the Pacers. Okay. The Knicks managed to shed salary, which they have made it known that they are not trying to win this year. They are trying to free up as much cap space as possible. So they trade Tim Hardaway Jr. over to the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. And in return, they take over, they take Wesley Matthews, who is an expiring deal at $18.6 million. He'll maybe, maybe he even gets bought out. He doesn't play too much over there, but they'll take that because they can void the remaining two years on Hardaway's deal. And in return... We are sending TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, and a first-round pick to the Dallas Mavericks. And because the Mavericks are taking on the remaining two years of Hardaway, they get a future protected first-round pick from the Knicks. So in reality, two first-round picks, Aaron Holiday, TJ Leaf, as a return for Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews, also gives them a score in Tim Hardaway. Wow. Is that a win-win? I I think it is. I think I like it a little bit better than your Magic deal. I think okay. Tim. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. actually would probably fit in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost feel like you could just take the Pacers out of this deal with Dennis Smith Jr. and Aaron Holiday and all that, and you could literally just trade Tim Hardaway Jr. to the to the Mavericks for Wesley Matthews. I mean, I feel like that. I mean, I feel like the Pacers part of it could be a separate deal in itself, if that makes sense. Uh, and to me, it's like, it's interesting because I like Aaron Holiday. And like I said, maybe we're overvaluing Aaron Holiday. Um, TJ Leaf, I don't really think he is anything that they want. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like we might have to get involved somewhere where we might take some salary for the Mavericks in this deal because there's no reason for them to just give us Dennis Smith Jr. for Aaron Holiday and TJ Leaf in a pick. Um I, I get it. I get it, but it's not like when I'm thinking about it. It's like if I'm if I'm Dallas, I'm thinking this is a top seven, top eight lottery pick that we just got two years ago, and we're gonna get back the twentieth pick and the and the eighteenth pick from a couple years ago. That's not in the rotation. Two guys not in the rotation. This is our starting point guard. I, I do think the Knicks are the kind of team that they're banking on bringing in a star or two 
that that pick could become something decent if all fails and it's only protected as maybe top 14 next year and then maybe it's only top 10 protected the following year who knows that pick could become valuable as yeah, as it proved Knicks, in the past the Knicks make sense but the Pacers don't well we got to benefit somewhere you know the Pacers <laughs> got to the Pacers got to get theirs so well, in this well, deal well here's here's a thought do we have any more who's who do you have their uh roster pulled up right now the Mavericks roster uh, I have most of it memorized. Dwight Powell is a guy who we could take on, which would save them about five million dollars for next year. Okay, so, take on take on Dwight Powell and ship out Tyreek or another expiring contract. I mean, maybe it's Corey Joseph for for Dwight Powell in this deal. So that way they're getting a point guard to back up and play some defense for him in the playoffs. If they want to make a playoff push, and Corey Joseph, you get a backup power forward because you don't have one, and then you let Dennis Smith run some point. Because you're going to have too many ball handlers if you have Tyreek, Dennis Smith, Darren Collison, and Corey Joseph. And, you know, he's just going to be like Aaron Aaron Holiday. He's going to be the, the odd man out, or he's going to be playing over Corey Joseph or Darren Collison. I mean, that, that's a tough one. I mean, you got to get rid of something that, that makes them want to do that deal. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we could very well do that. We could take on Powell and then um, in return give them Corey Joseph. I mean, they, they did just lose um, – J.J. Barea for the year, so they are pretty thin at point guard right now. Yeah. You never really want Devin Harris being your primary backup, especially at this age. But uh, I do think that's probably the trade that would benefit most teams, and that I think the Knicks are desperate to unload. I mean, they're willing to trade Ennis Canner for, for Zach Randolph, who's not even going to play. Yeah. This team wants to lose now that I do think that they could throw in a protected pick. So Yeah, I mean, even if you wanted us to get rid of the Mavericks and Dennis Smith Jr., would you be interested in trading Tyreek Evans and TJ Leaf for Tim Hardaway Jr. here? It, it would be interesting. The only thing is that <laughs> those, those next two years of Hardaway, I, I don't know. He strikes me as the classic player who is good on a bad team. Yeah. To me, uh, that's Tim Ken Hardaway Baysmore, Jr. But you want a Ken Bazemore, too. I, I, I oh, trust Bazemore to do a little go. bit less. All right, all right. Well, my last deal, I, I saved the best for last. I have been getting more than a few messages on Twitter about Kimba Walker to the Indiana Pacers. And this is the deal I came up with. It's a three-team deal. I'm going to have to pull it up because I sent it to you earlier today to make sure you were okay with it. And uh, I kind of forgot it. So let's pull this bad boy up. Here's what happens. The Orlando Magic... The Charlotte Hornets and the Indian Pacers are in a deal. The Charlotte Hornets receive Tyreek Evans, Aaron Holiday, and a first-round pick. The Magic receive Darren Collison and Kyle O'Quinn. And the Pacers receive Kimba Walker and Terrence Ross. And I will be honest with you, Spencer Percy, who is an excellent podcaster, covers the Hornets on a daily basis. He and I texted a little bit today, and I said, I sent him this idea, and he said, Kimba Walker to the Pacers for for basically Aaron Holiday and a first-round pick is about as good as they're going to get for Kimba Walker. And he said, going forward for the future, that actually isn't a bad idea. The problem is with the All-Star game being in Charlotte, there's no way they can trade their only marketable player before the season's over. And he said this offseason, really, he really expects them to sign Kimba to a max deal and him staying in Charlotte and 
riding out his career, which is great because we don't want to promote, you know, guys leaving their franchises. We have to support the small markets. But if we're going to make this deal, obviously you got to make the salaries match. That's why you get rid of Tyreek and he's an expiring contract. You get a young point guard in Holiday and a pick. And whether that's this year's pick or you want to do a futures pick that's protected, like top three protected or something like that, whatever they want. Now, getting rid of Collison. The only reason you knew that is because when you bring in Kimba, like we've been talking about with Dennis Smith Jr. trades, you've got to get you have to get rid of um, point guards because you're going to have too many point guards on your roster. And when you lose a guy like Tyreek Evans, you need a Terrence Ross. You need a guy that can come off your bench and be that backup guy. So here's how I would have it with Kimba Walker starting. You'd have Kimba, Victor Ladipo, Bojan, Thad, and Miles. And your bench would be Corey Joseph, who played with Terrence Ross in Toronto, Doug McDermott, and... Domas Sabonis. Now you would lose Kyle O'Quinn. I mean, you're giving up four players, getting two, so it's kind of tough. But then you're in the buyout market, and if you really want another center, another power forward, I mean, I think there's a deal to be made there. There's some, there's something that's got to be made there. So Robin Lopez is a guy that could be bought out, and another name that I would not be shocked if he might be on the block, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson's on an expiring deal. Minnesota's got a young player in Sarge coming off the bench. I think they might want to start Sarge. This is a young team trying to figure out who they are. You know, play him with Towns a little bit. I think that might spread the floor. And I think Gibson would be a nice fit next to um, Sabonis. They played together in uh, OKC as well. I think McDermott was there for a few minutes. Um, I think they were traded together, actually. So Mm -hmm. I feel like he might actually be a piece they could bring in as a side deal. Um, I don't know what that would cost, but they they could probably figure something out. And I think I like that team. I really do. I, I like that move. And I don't. I know that Charlotte probably wants more than Aaron Holiday for Kemba Walker. But, you know, if you give them maybe even two picks, you know. I, if we picks. can bring in if we can bring in Kemba Walker, I'll give them whatever they want, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's the guy that I would be willing to sign to a long-term deal and, and feel pretty good about it. I, I think Kemba has – I love what he brings to the table. I, I think the whole all-star situation, it, it really would bring some bad PR if they did trade him just prior to it. But – the Hornets are they're they're in a salary logjam. They have problems over there. Uh, so being able to shed some salary would be great. I think that that would probably be pretty big for them if they could include like a kid Gilchrist or Marvin Williams, just someone in there. Um, well, I sh- thought, when I was talking to Spencer, he said they would not trade Marvin Williams because he means too much to that team. And to me, it's like, man, this is terrible. The problem with them is they're they're just locked up too much in Batum. Twenty they are. million, good grief! That is just that's that might be worse than Chandler Parsons. It's it's a horrible deal because I think there's an extra year Another left year, on that yeah. deal. Yeah, so it, it makes it real tough for the Hornets. I, I do think that they would need more. So if they do, they did get Tyreek Evans, Aaron Holiday. It, it might have to be two picks. Yeah, it might. Which I'd be I'd be fine with because if you, if you get Kemba Walker on your team, I mean, where are those picks going to be? Yeah. You know, 20, 24, 26 overall, if everything works out. Yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd do that, and I think Terrence Ross is the guy who can help us this year. Yeah. I, I wouldn't envision I wouldn't envision him on the team past uh, this year, but it would be someone who would help us right away. Yeah. A little issue could be Orlando would have a lot of centers on their team. 
they yeah. would be looking at about four or five centers. Well, basically uh, what you're doing here is matching up salaries. And of course. It's a, an expiring contract in Kyle Quinn. He's been in Orlando before. They liked him in that organization. And they needed a point guard. Giving him Darren Collison for Terrence Ross, I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty fair. But as what the problem is, is when you bring in a guy like Kimba Walker, the way the contracts are and Miles Turner's contract extension, you have to shed some salary that you don't really – think you need a shed based on contract wise but going into next year there's cap holds and all that junk that messes everything up so that's why you have to get rid of o'quinn when you might not want to mm-hmm. uh if we have to get rid of o'quinn you get rid of o'quinn i love the guy but i mean kemba walker's kemba walker that guy could could <laughs> terrence do ross is terrence ross <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine imagine yeah. if the pacers took another player from the magic <laughs> oh, oh that and if he really really worked out and took his game to the next level now that would be something <laughs> you, you got to feel bad for the magic but one of these days they're going to get it right it just may be a few years from now i just love the fact that of all our expiring contracts me and you never debated dishing out boyan uh it, or that it just I know it, those guys just they mean too much to the team to try and make a move that would be an experiment. If it doesn't work, it would it would really hurt the team way more than it would help. So, hey, bottom line, if we can get Kemba Walker, do what you need to do. Yeah. Except don't trade the bonus. Yeah. Right? Don't get rid That's of where I draw bonus. the line. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of setting the pace i'm your host alex golden and you can check us out on twitter at setting the pastry where we'll be picking our winner for the two tickets to the toronto raptors game next wednesday the 23rd so Fachi, hope you have a great night man i'll see you later dude have a great one let's go pacers <laughs>